0: Hi everybody and welcome to Rob Evans 365. It's day number 1230. And it seems like I'm spending so much time in the car these days. To and from hospital, you know, back into the the rhythm of going to and from school pickups, that kind of thing, meetings. Um, So today I'm actually going to pick up my daughter from hospital Uh, she's coming out Um, who knows for how long most likely two days and she'll be back in again Uh, so uh, a few people have been asking me how do you cope with it like it's so constant there is little little reprieve and I'm sorry I just had a drink uh, apologies about the, the road noise, I'm going over you know, these bumps, and it sounds like I'm driving over Cat's Eyes, the amount of roadworks that goes on in our country on this road. Uh, the suburb, or the, the shire that I live in, is the fastest growing in Australia, I believe. We, a number of years ago, were having something like seven families a week moving into our shire. Uh, I was at a meeting last night and they were talking about, uh, they think it's gone up to ten. Ten families a week moving into the Shire. And interestingly, the presentation I attended the other night, um, one of the the guys who's done some tremendous work in the community, um, he's a Sikh. And he set up a Sikh temple in a suburb near me, in my same Shire. And he was saying how he's noticed since 2017, so only like four years ago just in that time how much more culturally diverse our um, you know shire has become and you know when he says that it's like yeah I can see that I mean back in when I moved to this area so it was back in 2000 2000 yeah year 2000 2001 sorry I'm just going to have another drink Um, this road that I'm driving on didn't even exist. Uh, the freeway that I'm driving on didn't exist. Um, the, the nature of shops and buildings and, and everything, um, of the facilities that were available. It's just interesting just how, how much things have changed. And it is 20 years, but you think, wow, what does the next 20 years hold? But anyway, um, getting back to... Uh, you know, coping and and so forth. Um, I think the best way I can describe it is compartmentalising. And uh, I'm picking up on this from uh, Dr. Phil. Um, When I met Dr. Phil back in 2019 for the, 2018 for the first time, he was speaking about this concept of compartmentalising And I know I've spoken about this uh, a few times before, but if this is the first episode you're listening to, jumping in and and listening to me for the first time, I'll just recap what it is. You have to imagine that your life is like a filing cabinet. And everything that you think about, all the the big issues of life and pieces of work, projects, relationships, your children, etc., You need to imagine them being filed as pieces of paper in, say, manila folders, old-fashioned style, and put into a filing cabinet. And what you do is, if you've got all the papers that think of your issues as papers for now, and if you've got all those papers out on your desk, and your desk is really messy, what does that mean? that look like and feel like to you, it becomes a little bit overwhelming, doesn't it? It's like, oh man, there's so much going on here. I've got it all in front of me here. It's all on my desk. You feel overwhelmed. I know that's how it it feels for me. So I like to have a very organised, clean desk. And if there's too much clutter on it, I find that it does seem to interrupt, uh, you know, a clean flow for myself. So... When I'm ready to have a, a couple of big days, so like coming up today is Thursday, um, as this weekend uh, coming up, I get a bit more uh, free time uh, because the girls will be with their mum. Hopefully, Liv remains out of hospital, and uh, we can. Now that I, you know, now that I've just said that, um, there's a chance that she could be going back to hospital, and I'll have to take her. Um, but anyway. That would be on Sunday, most likely. Oh, man, I've just realised that. Anyway, oh, damn it. But that's very appropriate for what I'm about to talk about. Um, So if I'm about to have a a couple of big days where I I know that I, I really want to get a lot done, I make sure to start with I have a clean desk. And then in many cases, I'll actually give it a clean you know, get out a, a wipe or something and just clean, remove everything off the desk, clean it so it's you know, not all dusty and everything, uh, put things away, clean it, clean it up and make sure that you know, I'm good to go. And for me, that works really well because it's like there's nothing there to distract me. Now I'm gonna focus on this. Now, now, come back to it being issues, right? Uh, all these issues that are on piece of paper and they're filed away. So you know that the way your life works efficiently is that you don't think about everything all at once, all the time, do you? Because if you did, it would drive you bananas and you would become immobilised because all you're doing is just thinking about all the things over and over and over again. And so the stuff that my daughter's going through is on one piece of paper that can sit on my desk from time to time, but like right now, uh, even though I'm driving right now, I'm going in to pick her up. What I do is I take that piece of paper and I file it away. I put it in a little manila folder and I put it in the filing cabinet. And when it's time to come out, like uh, in about 30 minutes time, I open the drawer, I pull out the piece of paper and boom, there it is. All the stuff about my daughter, all the problems she's going through, et etc. et cetera. I was like, okay, now I'm gonna give that my complete attention. If I left that piece of paper that issue if you like on my desk in my mind all the time, I think I would clearly have some productivity issues now because I have been able to condition myself over many years about you know what success looks like for me, uh, how I want to grow each day um, and I've worked out how to uh, you know like manage the the stress levels in my life and stuff, the, the specific things that I know I need to do to uh, relax and remain productive and efficient and so forth, um, I'm able to have periods of time where um, I don't need to focus on what's going on for her. Okay, so for instance, the last, how longs it been? It's almost two weeks. The last two weeks... Um, she's been in hospital. So that's when I put the piece of paper off my desk and I file it into the bottom drawer right at the back because I don't have to worry about her, her safety. I know that she's being looked after. I know that she is uh, in good hands. You know, We trust the medical people that are looking after her. So I can put it in the, the bottom drawer at the back and I don't have to worry about it. Okay, And then when I go and see her I, or talk to her on the phone, although I haven't done this much um, this last day, um, I pull out the piece of paper and it's front of mine. It's like, okay, you've got my sole attention here. But then when I leave, there might be a period of time where I'm on the phone coming home from hospital and briefing her mum or... Um, You know, giving her an update as to how she's feeling and what's going on for her. And then it's done. Okay, I take the piece of paper and I put it away and then I might do what I'm doing now and that is recording a podcast. It's like, okay, well, I've done what I need to do right now and now I put it away. And I do a pretty good job of not thinking about it too much. Now, over the last few days with the issue that, you know, one of the social workers... Raised about me and having a negative impact on my daughter, etc., etc., then obviously the piece of paper has stayed on the desk too long. I have festered on it too long, uh, but I was supposed to have a meeting uh, with the team yesterday, but because we didn't meet the team and it was all telehealth and it wasn't a normal doctor, I thought there was no point in having the discussion, so I'm just going to write a formal complaint. Um, about the person and then that'll, that'll be done with it for me. It's about getting some closure on, on that point. Um, so I've had that piece of paper on my desk for too long and it's um, it's distracted me from, uh, you know, some of the efficiencies that I would normally like to achieve. And this is what happens with life, right? We, we keep those pieces of paper out on our desk for too long and they stop us from doing things. I reckon even over this last... Um, you know, 48 hours or more, 72 hours, uh, it would have easily consumed 10 hours of my time and distracting me from doing the things that I know are important for me to do. And that flows through to having an impact on my sleep, etc cetera, et cetera. So... Um, this is why I find it really powerful to use this technique. And the more often you do it, the better you get at it. And obviously I've been compartmentalizing for a while now, um, but I find that I'm getting better at doing it with my daughter. So let's say she's out of hospital now, um, she spent a little bit of time with me this afternoon and then I'll drop her off at her mum's because this is the day where um, she's with her mum and um, I will know that she's in good hands and I'll take the piece of paper as soon as I drop her off and I'll file it away. And I won't think about it, I won't stress about her, I won't worry about her. I know that she's unlikely to achieve any change and she'll most likely go back to hospital, like I say, on Sunday. But I manage it on a, a moment-to-moment type basis. If I get um, a phone call from her mum, a message from her mum that is... Uh, you know, troubling or whatever Then, you know, I have to pull a piece of paper out As soon as I respond to the message or whatever I put them back in the filing cabinet and put it away So it, there's a real art to it, I guess In, in um, being able to uh, Manage these things But the more you practice it, the better you get And it's a really powerful tool <coughs> Part of me Because we all have stuff, right? We've all got challenges that go on in our life and that um, distract us from things that we really want to do. Uh, And I think when you, you can do this process of just putting it away, and it's not forgotten altogether, you know that it's in the filing cabinet, but it's like, okay, I'm done with that for now. You need to learn to be able to shut off and say, no, I'm done with that for now. Because if I thought about this constantly for the length of period of time that she's been in and out of hospital... I would go crazy uh, because it's so frustrating. It's like, just change, just do this and you will stay out of hospital. You know, just do this thing, all these things and you will change, but you need to change. But If you don't want to change, you won't. And that's where we're stuck at, at the moment. So it's like, okay, I get it. You've got to change when you're ready to change. And it's a case of wholly unlike hell and hoping that it happens sooner rather than later Um, but we're in the middle of the rodeo right now and you know it's a bucking bull when she's in hospital it doesn't buck so much Um, but when she comes out it's going like crazy again so challenge really challenging Sometimes you need to take the piece of paper out and shred it, okay? Because uh, a lot of us can tolerate things forever. Why? Because the fear of taking serious action can be very confronting. It's like, man, I'm scared about the consequence of me saying something, doing something. I don't want to see what that consequence is. I will just put up with whatever it is. Now, in some cases, that could be violence. It could be family violence. Now, in our country here, the definition of family violence doesn't just have to be a, you know, bruises, broken bones, blood, any of that kind of stuff. It doesn't have to be a physical thing. It can be emotional, and that's, the, I think, the growing one that's certainly happened during the you know this global pandemic that we've been going through. So many people have been uh, suffering, and it's mainly women. You know, it's weak, pathetic men that uh, beat up on on women, um, whether it's emotionally, whether it's um, financially, um, blackmailing. Um, you know that kind of behaviour, and sometimes it is unfortunately. Well, it's unfortunate for all of them, but unfortunately, it's the physical kind of abuse as well. Um, Whether it's the the punching, whatever. Sometimes it's sexual abuse. Sometimes it's you know other things as well. Um, And I hate that. I hate that about men. I mean, women do it too, but it's mainly men. I hate that there are such weak, pathetic men out there that will do will do those things in any form of it. I've been exposed to it via my You know, my last partner through her ex-partner. It's disgusting. It's abhorrent. But some people don't know how to manage themselves. And so there are some circumstances where you need to take out that issue which you've been putting up with over and over and over again and you need to shred it. In other words, you need to have the discussion. You need to take the, uh, the action. You need to leave the situation, leave the friendship, whatever it is, but you need to change it. And for me, that is taking the issue out, shredding it, burning it, binning it, whatever it is, recycling it so that you're done with it altogether. Otherwise, what happens? Your filing cabinet becomes overflowing with all of these different issues. There's only so much you can fit in your filing cabinet. Okay, before it starts to be like, man, I need another filing cabinet. Before you know it, you've got too many filing cabinets. None of us can manage all the issues going on in our life simultaneously. Okay? So you must learn to master this habit. It's so, so powerful for me. And it doesn't mean that some issues may never, uh, you know, never reappear, uh, but you know that it's filed away there for now, and you can bring it out again when you need to. So that's my thought for the day. It's a really powerful one, though. Practice it. Give it a try. All right, I'm out. I'm in 100 zone, and I'm stopped still again. Well, rolling slightly. I love the traffic. See you tomorrow.